I had to find a job straight away and I found it in the real estate business. I did it for six months in Paris and after six months this routine, going to work, take the train, in French we call that metro boulot dodo, means like a subway, work, sleep, subway, work, sleep. All right, say that slowly. Metro boulot, boulot dodo. dodo. And after six months, I turned crazy. Welcome to the Lush Life Podcast. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz, and I bring you the how-to guide for living life one cocktail at a time. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred, and I've been obsessed by cocktails ever since. Together, we'll learn from bartenders, brand ambassadors, distillers, and others why certain drinks are popular in certain cultures, how to make the perfect old-fashioned, when to shake and when to stir, and so much more. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let the fun begin. Metro Bolo Dodo. Now we all know what it means, thanks to our guest today, Yunus Bahir. All it took for him was six months, and then he longed to be back behind the bar. This passion for bartending led him to the luxurious Hotel Pashmina in Val Terenz, where we had the chance to drag him away from the ski bunnies who hibernate here for the season. Um, I grew up in France, <laughs> but yeah, you're right, it's not a French name. So that is from Morocco. So that's a Moroccan name, and mom is from Germany. But I born and I grew up in France. What part? Paris. Paris suburb, just a bit in the south. 20 k's from Paris. And what was your first brush with hospitality or bartending? That was not in France. That was in Australia. I started working in hospitality while I was traveling. I used to be a real estate agent. <laughs> and then I just wanted to see something else. Did, uh, as most of European teens just go to Australia because it's easy. How, how old were you? I'm 26. No, how old were you when you went ah, to... Um, uh, 22. 22. I was 22 and start just travel. And then you have to do something to earn a bit of money to keep traveling. And hospitality is just the, so. easy, the easiest way to find a job, quick job and work. A few months somewhere, move few months. And why bartending? Because um, I've tried to be a waiter first, and it's just not made for me. And then I've tried a few times, did a few trials in bars and restaurants as a bartender, and then, I don't know, it was obvious for me. Was it, so it wasn't hard to learn the no, trade? not at all. I mean, I've been on the other side of the bar for a while. <laughs> I'm a, I, look lo- I look a lot, and I learn pretty easily so yeah for me that was just after a f- couple of trials I was ready to go do you remember your first job as a bartender yeah yeah, yeah of course where was I, it that was in Melbourne um, on a boardwalk in this restaurant um, like um, just in front of the river that was actually a trial that was my first one and uh, I didn't make it but I was feeling like in three hours, I've learned so much. 
that the second trial I got that was just on the restaurant just next to this one, I got the job. And how long did you stay in Melbourne? First time, six months. Then I traveled around Australia and I came back to Melbourne for another three months before I went back to France. Did you ever want to stay in just Australia? I did, but I came back to France for other reasons. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a girl. It's always a girl. <laughs> was she an Australian girl or a French girl? No, no, girl? French girl. That's why I came back. <laughs> and so did you think then, I'm going to follow this bartending thing? This was good. I wasn't sure because that was something new for me, but uh, I liked it. And anywhere I could travel in Australia, as soon as I started working, working there, I got a job straight away. And I keep learning and learning and learning and learning. And actually, when I went back to France, the, um, I had to find a job straight away. And I found it in um, the real estate business. I did it for six months in Paris. And after six months, this routine, going to work, take the train. In French, we call that metro boulot dodo. means like a... Subway, work, sleep, subway, work, sleep. All right, say that slowly. Metro. Boulot. Boulot. Dodo. Dodo. And after six months, I turned crazy. Like, you know, when you start traveling, just can't stop moving. So that's how I started working as a seasonal worker in France. Because, as I said, I went back for a girl and uh, I couldn't move too far. So going uh, in ski resort in the Alps... Corsica in summer, I'm still like one or two hours by plane from Paris and I could keep moving and do what I wanted to do so bartending was still obvious. So how, how, when did you get to the Hotel Pashmina? Is it just this year your first? Yeah, that's my first year. Mm -hmm. I've been there for a bit more than a month and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> what other ski resorts have you been I've been to? in um, Tini last year. I was doing a still bartending but completely different of what I've been used to do. So what were you used to do and what were you doing? So I've been working restaurant most of the time, pretty nice restaurant, um, Michelin star chef and so. So I guess quite complicated cocktails. Yeah, or lots of wines, lots of cocktails. Um, in Australia, lots of coffees. They have a big coffee cultures compared to what we're doing here. Um, and what I've been doing in Teen was just more, I was in a high altitude restaurant, so we were at 3,000 meters high. And what I've been doing is just hot beverage, beers, wine, but maybe, I don't know, 5,000 people a day. Oh boy. So just pushing, 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 pushing. So the only so cocktail I could do was Irish coffee. <laughs> so I had the opportunity to go back there, but that's not what I'm... I've done it because I had this opportunity to do as a seasonal worker, being in a ski resort, and I needed to move. I couldn't stay in Paris, so i just done it. And that was a really good experience. But I had to move on and go back on what real bartending is for me. So more cocktails, more wines. A bit more, more creative, I guess. Yeah. So when you were working in teen, did you call it um, uh, gondola? Bobo Domo? <laughs> Metro Boulot Dodo. Right, right. Well, so that would be gondola. No, no, that's, that, that's what the main you had to, It was probably a longer commute yeah, to get but, up every but day. But that's something different, you know. You're on your way to work in I the know. middle of the mountains. It's just 
like even here every day every night I'm going home walking on the snow hearing the snow under your feet just this so creativity and romanticism right maybe <laughs> um, and so but you said you also work in Corsica yeah so that was for, for summer so back in so that was a five star hotel nice bar creative cocktails have to create something every day I got um, in charge of two bars and I was more into what I used to do. Mm -hmm. So you like the creativity, the creating yeah. cocktails every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. that's some from what you've seen in Pashmina. That's what I'm, what I like to do. Mm -hmm. So do you think you go back to the teen kind of of um, beer and hot drinks ever again? I don't think so. No, no, that was good experience. I would do it again if uh, I could go back in the time. But now, I think I'm going to stick on this. And about the seasonal work, do you want to, um, sort of in the future, do you see yourself staying in one place and doing what you do and keep doing it? Or of, do you like the change of so at atmosphere? The, at the moment, that's what I like. Keep moving, seeing different things, discover. I'm still in this state of mind. That's why seasonal work works pretty well for me. But yeah, at some point, I'll get bored and, you know, there's still a girl, so... <laughs> oh good, the same one. Yeah, <laughs> you have to, at some point, just stop and build something, mm -hmm. as people say. And, but, so you haven't decided yet what that no. might be? No, the plan is no plan, no. so... <laughs> that's a, hey, that's sometimes a really good plan. <laughs> Do you go back to the same place in Corsica each year? No, 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 I've done it once oh. and I probably won't go back there uh -huh. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do yet have few opportunities I still have to think about it and we've only just begun this winter it's only January exactly <laughs> but people are already looking for jobs and jobs are already thinking for th seeking for people so it's actually not too early to think about it mm -hmm. now about the cocktails that you create um, does it start from the place you are? Like, do you think local ingredients? So, yeah, of course, here, especially in the mountains, so you have to stay um, working with seasonal products because we have to bring everything from down the valley and it, that's a different way to work. So, yeah, here we're trying to work with the kitchen. Two times a week they're doing, like, um, special night foods or Asian food. Um, what they call Transalpine, so between Italy and here, and we're trying to create for those nights special cocktail that can fit with the food we're making. And otherwise, yeah, I'll be working with um, the product I have, what I have, we have to say it, but what I have left, what I have to pass before it passed, and this is how we work, and then work with the whole team. Bartending, the bartending team also with the floor team to I'm always asking yeah if you have some ideas and it's better if I can create but sometimes I need I need help mm -hmm. so yeah this is how we do and you have a Michelin star restaurant in house too yeah so the level of the produce is at, at its highest exactly really. and I'm, that's why I'm quite happy that we can close pretty. Uh, we can work pretty close with the kitchen. So producing our own syrup and uh, working on fruits and everything with the pastry chef, with the chef, and they like it. They like the way we're working together. 
so it's, it's nice to have this kind of chef working with us because sometimes in other restaurant or bar or hotel kitchen and floor is not um, a love every day mm. but here the atmosphere with the whole staff is pretty nice maybe because we're just seasonal worker and we're here for six months so we're not going to do this and work together our whole life so it's easier to work together mm -hmm. and I don't know if this whole atmosphere mountains holidays wellness wellness uh -huh. you know it's a very giving spirit I guess exactly mm -hmm. especially because it feels like Christmas kind of every day exactly <laughs> <laughs> now you told me before that you're changing the menu yeah um, can you tell us what it was and what it's going to be so um, when I'm talking I'm more talking about the cocktails the menu Right. We're, we're getting menu. some more um, spirits and getting some we used to do. We're not going to do the, them anymore. But yet, cocktail list is just because um, I arrived here quite late, so I had to stick on something. And then that we had the, the first rush, Christmas and New Year, we had a bit of time for during the January months. So we had to work on new cocktails and because... Now it's my bar, so I want to appropriate. So we're gonna change a few things. I'll I can show you a few things later on what's gonna be on the menu. All right, will you show me now? Yeah. Should we take a, a go to the bar and have a drink? Yeah. Okay. The cocktails were so tasty that I'm keeping tabs on Eunice, so I know where to visit him next. Hopefully, it's in Corsica. I want to thank him for making our stay in Val Terenz even more exceptional with his cocktail-making prowess. Speaking of that prowess, it's time for our Cocktail of the Week. This time, we're going truly local. You can't make this cocktail exactly the same way, unless you were to pluck the verbena straight from the garden of the grandmother of the owner of the Hotel Pashmina. Yunus took the verbena as inspiration when concocting what he calls Le Petit Marseille. First, you need to make a verbena syrup. Infuse the verbena leaves you have with water like tea. Then melt equal parts of sugar to verbena tea, and there you have a simple verbena syrup. So, one cup of verbena tea to one cup of sugar, or half a cup and half a cup. After that's done, add 40 ml of it to a shaker. Then, 40 ml of Tangeray number 10. And then 40 ml of lemon juice. Add ice to the shaker and shake, shake, shake. Double strain into a champagne coupe. And then garnish with a twist of lemon and a few dry verbena leaves. It's a taste of summer on a snowy day. You'll find this recipe and all the cocktails of the week on alushlifemanual.com where you'll also find all the ingredients in our shop. If you want to find out more about what to do when you're not in the bar, check out bestbitsworldwide.com's new post on Val Terenz. You might be reminded of a childhood spent in Anguilla by the sound of a wave or a caw of a seagull. For our next guest, it's a sip of rum, his own rum, George Frost tells us how he created the Duppy Share, 
a three-year-old pot still blend of Jamaican and Barbadian rums to bring the Caribbean to his hometown of London anytime he wanted. Until next time, bottoms up. Thanks for listening to the Lush Life Podcast, the sister of A Lush Life Manual. For more information and links to everything you heard, plus a bit more, please visit alushlifemanual.com. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation. And always drink responsibly. Okay, I said that last part. Theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. Lush Life is produced by Evo Terra. And I'm your hostess, Susan Schwartz. I'll see you at the bar.